So, uh, our Lord said, our Lord's Supper, we're going to read from the first King chapter 21. First King chapter 21. I'm reading from the NIV, and I'll read uh, verse 2, 3, 12, 18, and 17, 18, and a half of 19. Again, First King chapter 21, I'm reading from the NIV. And the word reads, Ahab said to Naboth, let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is close to my place. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard, or if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it's worth. But Naboth replied, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. 12. They proclaimed a first and seated Naboth in prominent place among the people. Then two scoundrels came and sat opposite him and brought charges against Naboth before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside of the city and stoned him to death. 17. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He is now in Naboth's vineyard, where he has gone to take possessions. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. Have you not murdered a man and seized his property? The word of God. So the reason why I read up to 19 is for us to understand that whatever happened in this chapter with the Lord blaming Ahab, which means Ahab was the one who killed Naboth. So, as the world passes by with its desire, we abide in the will of Yahweh. Because all that is in the world, it is pride in possessions. And that's what we see happening to Ahab here. Someone who could please Yahweh but had fallen to sin. So sin such as greed, sin such as practicing injustice, and even to the extent of killing an innocent man. And it is because of such as cravings that many people, such as us, including, including Ahab himself, has wandered away from Yahweh. And the Bible teaches us that life does not consist all of possessions. And uh, Ahab, he should have known that. He should have rejected the vineyard since he was acquired under ungodly conditions. It is bad enough to gain something under ungodly conditions, but to kill someone over it even make the sin worse. So we know that the will of our God is for us to rejoice in all the circumstances. Just like many of us, including Ahab himself, we enjoy God's grace. Uh, for instance, here, uh, we have health, we have wealth, we have protection, and we have stability. But all of these were not enough for Ahab. We know that a complete joy doesn't come from objects, doesn't come from things, doesn't come from studies, but comes from Yahweh himself. 
and Ahab is only doing this, coveting, practicing injustice, greedy, it is because he is not okay with Yahweh. Psalm 16 teaches us that we can only experience a complete joy in the presence of Yahweh. So if you, if you, if you read with me, I mean, if you look with me on verse 3, we see that Naboth rejected the king's offer. So we can say that this is, I mean, this is a fair thing for him to do. This was just. But just like many of us in our daily basis, in our daily lives, we have decisions to make. And Naboth had also to make a decision. Either deny uh, Yahweh or accept Yahweh. And Naboth knew that to stand up for Yahweh, to stand up for righteousness, to stand up for truth is a costly decision. But he made this decision based on Yahweh's principle. And it was because of faith that Naboth refused to be corrupted by the king. Let me put it this way. It was because of faith that Naboth refused to be corrupted by the world's standards. So throughout this year, we have been reading from the Old Testament. We've been asking how the whole Old Testament points us to Jesus. And we've read from so many stories. We've seen so many characters that foreshadows Jesus. And Naboth's story is one of those stories that also foreshadows Jesus and reveals the deepest injustice that Jesus had to face so that you and I would be sitting here today. So we know that Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 teaches us that if we walk in a way that pleases Yahweh, we will face injustice. And that's what we see in verse 12. Naboth was brought in front of the people to be persecuted. And the same is true about Jesus, who was brought in front of a large crowd to be persecuted. In the eyes of the people, of the public, this might seem like a fair trial, but we know the verdict was already decided. So if you take a look with me on verse, uh, in verse 13, we see that two false witnesses were arranged as required by the law. Many people are willing to sell their testimony, even if it serves evil purposes to those who ask them to do so. We see that Naboth was accused of blasphemy and got killed. And the same is true for Jesus, who was accused of blasphemy against Moses and God. And the penalty to such a crime was stoning to death, if justly convicted. Naboth, just like Jesus, was crucified and killed out of, I mean, Naboth, just like Jesus, was killed out of the city for a crime that they did not commit. Jesus was murdered as innocent without a cause. 
But one thing that I like about this story is we are the false witnesses in the story of Nabal. We are the people who were supporting or at least watching the injustice taking place. We are the people in the mirror of the crowd inflicting injustice upon Jesus. Yet God being so merciful, he did not destroy us. And he sent his only son so that we can be forgiven. It is the God of neighbors that grants us a complete consolation. God did not put us on this earth to be condemned to death just like neighbors. We are not neighbors in the story because God in his perfect righteousness allowed the forgiveness of our sins by through the sacrifice of his only son. Today, we might be here judging Ahab because of the crimes. But so many times we also fell short. We also fell to this sin. And that's the reason why God sent his only son, so that we can be forgiven. This neighbor story points us toward Jesus. Because Jesus was the one who made the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus was treated partially and led like a lamb to a slaughter without even saying a word. Now let me ask you this question. What would you do if this, had, if this happened to you? What would you do if you experienced or even better, can you imagine yourself experiencing such a suffering? Sometimes we cannot see if any good will come out of our suffering or injustice. But Romans 8, 17 grants us assurance that if we suffer with him, we will be glorified together. It is difficult, but we need to strive and be faithful just like Naboth. And think of the deepest injustice that Jesus had to face to bring salvation to you and to me. Let us pray for the God. Oh Lord, we, we are so small. That's why we come to you, God, humbly. We thank you for your patience. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for, for the love that we did not deserve. And we thank you, God, for not destroying us. Thank you for building relationship uh, between us and, and your son. Lord, we ask you as for your forgiveness. We want to give ourselves away today, God. We want to walk in your righteousness and walk in the ways that pleases you. We pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.